Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Life, faith, together. The Bible reads from Titus chapter 3 and verses 1 to 8. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to show true humility towards all men. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewed by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Saviour, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Good morning. If everybody is, uh, or anybody is wondering why Gareth has a kind of mark on his, his mouth here and looks all cut here and a bit swollen, you have three options. The first option is that Anne hit him yesterday with a rolling pin because he was very unkind about her cooking. Okay, safeguarding, yeah. Or was it B, uh, that he got into an argument with a New Zealander yesterday at the rugby? Or was it C, that he fell over on Penny Pound on Friday, just crossing the road, and he was helped by two very kind motorists who, who stopped and helped him get up from the, uh, the road. So you have your choice, whichever you want to, to make there. But I'm talking this morning about kindness, about kindness, and in particular, the kindness of God. So here's a question, a straw poll, if you like, we could have. Do you think kindness is on the increase or on the decrease in our world? Right? Hands up if you think it's on the increase in our world or on the decrease. Now, I'm not talking about Abergavenny. I'm talking about worldwide. What's your, your feeling? Is, hands up if you think it's on the increase. Hands up if you think it's on the decrease. Most of us think it's kind of on the decrease in our world of kindness. What about truth? Do you think it's kind of becoming on the increase or on the decrease? Do you think there's more fake stuff in our world? Hands up those who think there's more, less truth. Yeah, that's it. Or more, more fake stuff than truth. Yeah. I think we are living in a world that is actually becoming less kind and less truthful. And so we have to think about how as Christians, we might be able to transform this world and to maybe live counterculturally to this world and to influence it. 
Titus, from our reading, is one of the shorter books in the New Testament. Paul is instructing a missionary whose name is Titus. We read of him in other letters, in 2 Corinthians and other places. And he was always accompanying Paul on his journeys. But now he's been sent to Crete. Not for a holiday, but to try and build up the believers there and to encourage them to show kindness to each other and to bring truth, the truth of God, into their community. He starts with talking about reminding them to be obedient to government, not to slander, not to show kindness, to remind people uh, that they should be subject to rulers and authorities. Now, I think there is actually more unkindness and political violence that is, is increasing in our world at the moment. You know, you've only got to hear of the kind of uh, the way there were attacks on, on migrant centers this week or earlier in the week when uh, Paul Pelosi was, uh, was attacked. All of these things. It seems that violence... And we, so Paul is really trying to say, look, in your society, really need to sort of think very hard about transforming your society with kindness. So he asks them to show kindness and obedience. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't speak out against those things which are wrong. In fact, in our society, we, we are faced with uh, governments and, and leaders who, who are doing some wrong things. And so we do need, at times, to speak out, particularly for the most vulnerable, and to bring truth and not lies. Well, <laughs> Paul actually uh, was um, brought... A, a, a word from the poet Epimenides, where he said, all Cretans are liars. Now, the word for liar in the Greek is kretso, kretso. And that means, like, you know, perhaps that was what inspired the poet to think of Crete as being liars, told liars. But their world was becoming very full of lies. Now, if you were called a Cretan... That wasn't very good. It meant you were a liar. Perhaps that's why Paul used this phrase in Titus chapter 1. He used the phrase, the God who does not lie. The God who does not lie. That's because the gods that they worship, particularly the god Zeus, you know, he would lie and for any way to get his self-gain over the other gods. And Paul is emphasizing to Titus, that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is both good and true. Now, most of the men on Crete at that time were mercenaries. They, they were there really to, to fight for whoever they would, would pay them the most. And so you would imagine that they could not be trusted all that well. They were prepared to lie and die for money. However, in Paul's mind, Crete was a very strategic place. He wanted to reach beyond Crete to places like Spain. He frequently talked about his desire to go and spread the gospel to Spain. And so Crete was a very important place in the world. I'm struggling a little bit with this, but there we are. There we go. 
But what he talks about is the kindness of God. Now, kindness is a subject he has mentioned before. He's talked in the Galatians 5 about the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. He's talked in Colossians 3.12 about put on the cloak of kindness. And in Philippians 4, your kindness should be shown to all. Ultimately, God is kind. And he wants them to enlarge their understanding of the God who is kind. Now, sometimes my understanding of God is, is enlarged when I watch documentaries like The Frozen Planet. I, I look at it and I think, this is amazing. Or, or documentaries about going into deep space where there's stars and galaxies. And I have to be reminded that the God who created all this has known me since I was in my mother's womb. And this awesome, this majestic, this majestic and all-powerful God, all-seeing, all-present, omnipotent, omniscient, this God is kind. Kind. He loves us and he likes us. And I believe if we are to live counter-culturally in our society, we really have to absorb this truth of the importance of the kindness of God. Now, the dictionary definition of kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. It's all of this. But the kindness of God is much... Feel safe? Can you hear me? That's better. I really want to get over this idea that the kindness of God is much more than just being nice to one another. It is that. I mean, there have been times when I've, I've done acts of kindness for a bit of a laugh. Can you imagine that? I, I remember once I, I paid for the guy behind me in the days when you had to pay on the Severn Bridge. Do you remember that? And uh, I, I went and said, pay for the guy behind. Never met him before in my life. And I did it because I, I wanted to see his face as he drove past my car, thinking, who the heck is this that's gone and paid for me? <laughs> it's not about just random acts of kindness. It is, but it's much, much more than that. The kindness of God is much more. And the most important thing that you can understand this morning about the kindness of God is that it is undeserved. It's completely undeserved. Paul says... At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures, and we lived in malice and envy, being hated, hating one another, the undeserved kindness of God. He is there even when we mess up, when we screw up and, and do our own thing, when we hurt other people, when we behave badly, the kindness of God is there for you. And I think Paul had grasped this. He was a man who had ordered Christians to death. He was a man who was cruel. And yet he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And he saw in that moment the kindness of God. No wonder he said in Romans chapter 5, While we were yet sinners, Christ 
died for us. And this kindness of God is life-changing, absolutely life-changing. When the Savior, the God, when the, sorry, when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. I guess that's kind of a great verse to preach at Christmas, really. When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared. We'll get all worked up about Christmas this year, I expect, again, in the shops and stuff. But we really need to grasp that this was the moment God showed his kindness and love to this world. This was the sending of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not because of any righteous things we'd done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Now, Anne and I have been blessed recently with our first grandson. And uh, we held him a couple of weeks ago in our arms, and I sort of looked at him and I thought, gosh, you know, how wonderful it must be to sort of have life ahead of you. And, and, you know, I had such nice skin and he looked lovely and, and, you know, all the potential that's in him, you know. And I have to confess, I thought to myself, oh, I'd love to have my life over again. You know, I'm starting to feel old and crabby and, and aches and pains. And I'd love to be able to be like this baby, you know, and start life again. And then I was reminded that actually God wants to give us rebirth and renewal spiritually. So we can actually be born again and we can be made new again. And again, at whatever age we are, we can come to him and actually be renewed and regenerated, rebirth by the Holy Spirit. And the third thing is that the kindness of God is generous. It's incredibly generous. Paul says he poured out this kindness generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs. In other words, the generosity of God has reached out so that we can become heirs. Heirs, inheritance. Inheritance of what? The hope of eternal life. We can join with him and have eternal life. And the fourth thing is the kindness of God is motivating. I want you to stress these things, he says, so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing good. Having trusted in God, we should be motivated by this kindness to show kindness it's because of God's kindness that we should be showing kindness to others I was challenged by this word devote I mean we do our devotions every day and we look at the Bible together and then we pray and uh, you know but I never thought about being devoted in that same way regularly to being devoted to doing good to showing kindness to others even small acts of kindness. Could you wake up in the morning and say, please God, can you give us something today that I can be kind to somebody else about? You know, even the smallest thing can change your, somebody else's day uh, in their life. This kindness of God, when it's really brought into our world, can actually be attractive to others as well. It's excellent and profitable for everyone. And the early Christians really did transform the society with kindness. Uh, In his book, The Patient Ferment of the Early Church, The Improbable Rise of Christianity in the Roman Empire, Alan Creeder 
puts forward a compelling argument why Christianity grew so much in a period where there was no public evangelism and the liturgies were completely off limits. He describes in the Martyrs of the Plague of Alexandria where 5,000 people died every day. He says, in a time of vicious and deadly persecution, Christians came out of hiding to tend the sick, care for the dying, bury the dead. And as all others fled, they were seen at great risk from persecution and infection going in the opposite direction. It was this that was the compelling argument for faith. The witness was twofold, extraordinary compassion, even for those who were persecuting them, and a fearless attitude towards death, even in the face of a horrific and excruciating fatal illness. This kind of faith and practice was something people wanted to have, something people wanted to be. Christians were starting to come everywhere in, in Rome, and the Emperor Julian had to say these things, for it is a disgrace that the impious Galileans, Christians, support not only their own poor, but ours as well. Wow, wouldn't that be amazing if that was said of Christian believers all over the world, that they were more interested in others than themselves, just looking after themselves during COVID when Christians were thinking of others before themselves. Perhaps as we face a winter of potential, a lot of discontent and cost of living crisis, maybe we have to think very carefully about how we uh, show kindness, this kindness of God. Did you know that next Sunday, November the 13th, is actually World Kindness Day? Now, we don't celebrate it much here, but across the world it's much more celebrated, because probably because of uh, Remembrance Day here. But World Kindness Day, it was sort of created by some humanitarians, a guy called Jamali, David Jamali, and it was thought that kindness could transform the society that which, in which we live. But it hardly gets a mention, the World Kindness Day. But, you know, kindness can do you a lot of good. You know, it can increase, apparently, I read, it can increase the love hormone. Wow. Ooh. Provide us with more energy. Showing kindness can increase happiness and even raise serotonin levels. It's been proved that showing kindness can also decrease pain, decrease stress, decrease anxiety. It can apparently even decrease blood pressure. Perhaps I ought to think about that as I'm on blood pressure tablets uh, and think about increasing my levels of kindness to others around me. Acts of kindness can help us do good. Doing good does you good. I, I used to say to people as a pastor when they were going through tough times, when perhaps they'd gone through a bereavement, be kind to yourself. And I think I still say that to people uh, when you're going through a tough time. Be kind to yourself. But I think I ought to add, be kind to yourself and try and be kind to others as well. Because actually... It's doing you good to be kind and to be kind. So I want to ask, how do we, say, how do we show kindness when perhaps the world will report it all wrong? I think simply, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. 
It's really all about just doing it and not worrying about it. Are you the kindest person in your office? Are you the kindest person in your family? Would you be described as the kindest person in your school or in your hospital? Would you ask others to pray with you and help you to be even kinder if you're going through a tough time yourself? Well, how can I increase my kindness? Just a couple of tips here. First of all, our world is going too fast. Sometimes we just have to slow down, slow down. Speed is the enemy of kindness. The slower we go, the more we'll see. Perhaps we need to walk more, drive less. Perhaps we need to stop and look around. I know the roses aren't there, but smell the roses, so to speak. Smell the coffee, but then look in the coffee room and see how I can show kindness to that person who sat perhaps on on their own or looking a bit miserable. Show kindness wherever you can. And secondly, listen better. How? Well, grow your ears a bit. Now, I know men aren't very good at this, I'm told, (laughs) that we have, so as we get older, I mean, I not only got tinnitus now, but I... I get selective hearing. Do you know what I mean? Do you, you men know what, what I mean. And you, you, you sort of get asked to do something and suddenly you go deaf, you know. Well, we need to grow our ears. Grow our ears to listen to people around us. Wouldn't it be amazing if ABC was not only known as a, a good church to go to, but the kindest church in Abergavenny, the kindest church in Wales. If people said, I go to ABC because it not only talks about kindness, it shows kindness. That would be my hope and prayer for ABC, if I'm honest. That we're a church that people talk about kindness that they receive here. That love is not just talked about, but love is put in action. And then finally, get close. Get up and close. Yeah, it... It isn't that easy. If people have hurt you, then you find it difficult to, not to hurt others. But we still need to get up close and personal to show the kindness of God. The kindness of God is a kindness of grace. And it's not our, just our acts of kindness that get us into heaven. In fact, it doesn't get us into heaven. It's not about that. It's not about just, oh, I've got to be kind this week in order for God to love me. No, when we get consumed by the fact that God has loved me, we will want to be kind in every way possible. Jesus did it, even on the cross, even when he was being insulted by two thieves. He didn't retaliate. He just showed kindness, even in his pain. So, Lord, may the kindness and the love of God motivate us to transform our culture as the Holy Spirit helps us to devote ourselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for all of us. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website, abgavenibaptist.co.uk.